if I were going to do this on my own, the first thing I would do is me personally, is I would make sure that I understand the game of business. I would understand, like I would have a compelling vision. This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we take a look at what is changing in the pest and lawn industries, and we take you to the front lines to those that are driving those changes. As always, I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, as well as Triangle Pest and Triangle Lawn. And with me is the turkey eating, but on the backside of Thanksgiving guy, Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say good morning, introduce our sponsors, also introduce our topic and you know for the guests i think we're gonna i think we're gonna bypass that one for this time so have at it no guests today you're gonna be with uh, a donnie and dan episode so strap in and get ready <laughs> this is uh, dan gordon of pco bookkeepers and m a specialists um we do accounting for the pest control industry as well as exit planning services uh you may have heard the news We've expanded the offerings to peer groups in partnership with industry veteran David Billingsley. Uh, to get more and to join a peer group, uh, go back and listen to episode 136 uh, or visit pfpindustryinsider.com backslash peer groups. We've already assembled several of the peer groups based on people who have contacted us. So we're pretty excited about that. Uh, and also, uh, our sponsors. Uh, we couldn't do this without the sponsors. If you, anybody who's been looking at, uh, you know, at the beginning, we were just a podcast. Now, if you go on YouTube, we are a uh, a, a, a channel. And uh, if you look at that, uh, that would not be possible without our sponsors. The first one is Coal March by Workwave. So if you're interested in marketing, I was corrected, not digital marketing. If you're interested in marketing, visit colmarch.com and our very special sponsor, uh, Pestua. For those who are interested in insurance uh, in the pest control industry, it's uh, specific for the pest control industry, workers' comp, auto, and general liability, as well as uh, some others. And uh, I think I got through everything. Uh, you did. But yeah, good. Cool. So uh, today... This is kind of interesting. So in, I think it's episode 152, not the one with Mike and Bryant, the one before that, we went over dashboards. And uh, one of the listeners or viewers called me and said, my gosh, Dan, I've never seen you so passionate about, you know, being on the podcast and and, and talking and, and whatnot. And I said, well, that's because I was talking about accounting and numbers and, uh, you know, my life is that boring that that's how I get my jollies is to hang, hang on. Let me, let me pause you there. Yeah, he yeah, he yeah. obviously has not been with you with cigars and wine because that's nothing compared with with Dan and wine and cigars. So continue on. I, I do like cigars and wine. <laughs> uh, um, I'm not sure which I like more. Uh, it depends on if it's a good cigar or good wine. But I was very passionate about the dashboard. So anyway, thanks for interrupting. And I lost my train of thought. But but anyway, one of the things that we talked about was these dashboards to get ready for communication to certain interest groups. And one of those interest groups that you had mentioned was the, uh, you know, state of the company uh, meeting that you were doing. And um, it's kind of a, you know, uh, what's a state of the company meeting? Do, do we just everybody get together in a room and, and talk? But there's actually a, a method to the madness. And um, you do this uh, periodically, and um, um, I'm guessing that you probably uh, um, have not Designed it yourself. You've done. You're you're quite a studious reader and whatnot. Whoa, whoa, and so, whoa, whoa, well, whoa. well, hang on, man. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Go <laughs> no, ahead. You are correct. It is a. It yeah. is an an a an aggregation of multiple multiple um, things and 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 truly, you know, some things that I've learned in my own. You know, we at Triangle we do traction, but at at Triangle everyone calls it detraction, which basically is Donnie's version of traction. If you spend any time at all with me, you're going to realize like, I don't, 
I use a tool as long as it's effective. And if there's something I don't like about it, then I change it. And I would say this is this definitely falls in this category. You know, I you do, should call it DS traction because detraction sounds like you're untractioning. <laughs> oh, trust right? me. No, so. there, there's definitely there's there's a little, you know, there's a little nudging behind that when people tell me, you know, they call it detraction, but is yes. So yes, we are running on traction. We don't do everything perfectly. You know, the book says if you're at 80% that you're there. Um, And I do, I will call audibles and I will make small tweaks because there's certain things I love about traction, but I don't think it's like, this is the one tool that's going to take me to 50 million and, and it's going to solve all my problems. There's things that I see and just like a coach in a ball game, right? If you see something and you need to call an audible, that's what you're going to do. And so, so I kind of fall into the same category and sometimes I make stupid calls, but for the most part, it's to make sure that I'm getting the end result that I want. So. Um, Which could be full of stupid calls. Absolutely but, could be. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm an expert at that myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so what we're going to talk about today is uh, why and how to host the state of a company meeting. So some some listeners are just a couple of uh, uh, team members and some are hundreds of team members and, uh, you know, uh, each should have state of the company meetings. And uh, so... uh, I am going to, I have a nice list of questions here that I'm going to throw at you some nice softballs and you will answer and I will take pop shots at you. So perfect. let's go with this. Okay. So background on how long Donnie has been doing state of the company meetings at Triangle. Give us a little bit of a little color on that. Okay. So first of all, it does not matter what size you are, even if you only have three people in the company. I think you should do these meetings and and we're going to define size does not matter. It does not. It does not. And I know where you're going with this, but, but, but I will tell you this, I have, have done this since I've started triangle at, at some level, you know, at some frequency. Um, When I first started, I did these really long meetings. They would be like two hours. Sometimes they would go for three hours and, and, I even did like a Christmas party where I did like a state of the company for, for all the employees and their spouses, which as you can imagine, went over like a fart in church, but nonetheless, I have done some, some form of this since I have started. And, and, you know, I really want to get into, I I think before we go into what these, what these meetings are, we really need to talk about why it's such a great tool in your business and why you should really, if you're not doing these why you should do them and and truly what needs to be in them because i will tell you as we have as, as we've gotten a lot larger it's almost like the challenge now is not what to say the challenge now is how do i make this as clear as possible because communication is so difficult the larger you get clear communication you know you just can't you just can't sit in a room and and clarify every little point and so, so now I do them, but they're a lot shorter. They're, they're 45 minutes to an hour at most. They're not three hour meetings. And, and, and again, we've gone through several generations of this, but I thought to kind of lead this off, we would start with why even do these meetings, right? I mean, ultimately like what, you know, what do you, what do you, what's the whole point of doing these meetings? And, you know, for me, when I think about what is it that I'm trying to build, you know, I'm trying to build more. You know, obviously, you know, we build a business for multiple reasons. There's, you know, there's, there's the financial side, there's the people side, there's the service side, you know, and everyone has their own motivation. And Dan, I know you and I would probably spar a little bit over the real reason behind a business, but, but for me, truly, you know, I, we, we have this thing and, and I have it on my cups. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this is one of our cups, but it simply says, do what you love with people you love, make it a massive difference, being compensated appropriately and having time for other passions. And so I have these cups and, and if you're on my team and you're listening to this, they all, they got this nice cool triangle on one side and they've got this saying on the other. And it's because it's the one thing that I rally people behind is like, you know, we're doing a lot more here than just trying to earn a paycheck. And, and we absolutely can do that. And if that's what you want to do, there's nothing wrong with that. But but ultimately, right. I don't think we would spar on that, I think. Uh, but sometimes we uh, that last one, sometimes we have to make sure that we put that in the schedule because, uh, you know, 100 <laughs> So so point is, is that, you know, you really have this vision as an entrepreneur, like this is where I'm going and this is what I'm trying to build. And you need to have, and I say you need, 
I personally believe that you should have something that people can get behind. And it's a lot more than I have a job or, and it's a lot more than, well, I'm making a lot of money for the owner, or I'm, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing this for myself. You need something a little bit bigger than that. And so, so we came up with it. And by the way, I did not, and, and you're going to laugh at this, Dan, I did actually, I did not come up with that statement. That is something out of traction with a slight modification. So another example of detraction, if you read, um, I think it's EOS Life. Gino Wickman came up with something similar to this, and so all I did was just modify it. I stole it, and I and I I, I don't make any uh, it, you know any kind of claims that this is all from Donnie's brain because it's not. But it's a fantastic way to get people like understanding like this is where we're going, right? You know, we only have so much time in life. We're going to be at a place we we all have to work. Why not work at a place where you love the people that you're working with? You're doing things that you're liking, that you like, that you enjoy. You're making a big difference. You're making the money that you need to make. And, and, and your life overall is a big picture. So so now that we've kind of gone through the field of gold. If you so, think that Donnie's a little Pollyannish, and I do. Just listen to our last episode for Mike and Brian, because that's the way they grew it. That's the way they live. And boy, yeah. did they exit for for a, a you know a very nice uh, payday. Well, the reality of it is, is that you know anytime you're self centered, you're only going to go so far. Anytime you're self focused, you're only going to go so far. And and truly, if you're going to build a team, and by the way, I know a lot of people who've done that. Right? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but if you're going to build a big team and you're going to build a big company, you're going to have to find a way to get everyone on the boat paddling the same direction. And, and this, believe me, I promise you, this is all going to come back around the state of the company, but it's really important that people understand the why. So I will tell you that that's what we're trying to build. you know. And our approach to that is that if we're going to build that, like everyone needs to understand they need to have the same vision, they need to have the same values, and they need to have the commitment to building that, right? And, and ultimately, you know, when you're a smaller company, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I can't find good people or I can't do this, but you know, that's all baloney. The beautiful thing about having a smaller company is that you create your own universe, right? And you make the rules. And so if you got someone who's not buying in on your vision or they don't buy in on your values or not committed, you can change that, right? In the military, and this is going to sound awful, but you know, I worked in the military and we had a civilian force as well. And you could murder someone and not get fired. Like legitimately, you could, I mean, they would just move you around, you know, but, but this is not in a, in a small business. You, you don't have to do that. So, so the reality of it is, is that. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so what would they, they put you like in a combat squad? Cause that matches oh. your, like what, what, no, no, what? let me, let me, let me clarify that. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not talking about the military personnel. I'm talking about the civilian. This is civil service. Gotcha. If you were in a civil service job, yeah. And and you didn't do your job. Like it was so difficult to fire a person. It right. was much easier to transfer them. And so you would just see these seats swapping because no one wanted this person, but they would not get fired, which is kind yeah. of crazy. So the, the only point I'm making is that when you have a small business, you yeah. know, you you can change all that and you make your own universe. And so if you want to have this vision of like, we're going to do something more. You know, we're going to do something more than just make money. We're going to do something more. We're going to, we're actually going to create a great business. You know, the reality of it is, is that, you know, well, how do you do that? And a lot of times people don't really, they like, oh, I'm going to offer great service. Well, go ask any pest control company, any lawn care company, do you offer great service? And how many of them are going to say no? And then you ask them, what makes you unique? Well, we offer great service at great value, which basically means they're not unique. <laughs> Everyone says that, right? So, so anyway, so, so bring that back to like, how do you do that? I, I mean, I personally, and, and I'm happy to share this, but you know, for me, I teach our staff that, you know, at the end of the day, our business is nothing more than a game. And the game has four players. There is the team, there is the customers, there are the vendors, uh, and then there's the owners. And, and business is nothing more than making sure that everyone in that game gets maximum value. Now that's a very simplistic way of looking at business, but but I call it the wheel, right? And and there's there's several examples of companies where the wheel is unbalanced. And and whenever I ask this question, I'm like, okay, where's it unbalanced? And people say like Walmart. And I'm like, why Walmart? They're like, because they treat their employees like crap, and they pay them a little bit of money, and then you know the customers are, but but the but the but the owners are making a ton of money. I'm not here to say that they do or that they don't play it well, but the idea is that you know business is a game, and and if you can make all four happy 
and give them maximum value, you're going to be successful, right? Because you got to think about it. If the owners are happy, that means they're making money. If the team's happy, they're making money. Like they're all winning. And of course, Dan, I know you would get into the finances of that. And it's all about pricing and, and gross margin, which you're 100% correct. I mean, there's there's the tangible ways of doing that, but just just conceptually, when you have to explain business and you have to explain your vision to people, they may not be accountants, right? They may not understand that. So if you can put it into a context of a game, then it's fantastic, right? Because then people instantly get that. They have ex- they have experience with that. They understand it, and so and so. Then I take them. Okay, so so business is a game, and the in the name of the game is that we balance this wheel and we make everyone happy. And then I ask the question of okay, okay, well, if we if if that's our thing, and we're a service company, what do we sell as a service company? And I'll ask you that, Dan. And I don't mean to put you on the spot. And if you have the wrong answer, no, I'll make fun of you. I, I look at it as you sell time. Right. Yeah, so. exactly. 100%. Yeah. We sell a person's time. And by the way, ding, ding, gold star check. You, you passed. That's yes. Yeah, so you sell a person's time and you sell a person's skill. Hold so, on. Before you go on, I just yeah. want to make the, uh, draw the parallel to time. You, you are in a service business, but it's a product business. Your product is our hours of time, which are in inventory which once they are used or once that time passes, it spoils just like a fruit stand or something mm-hmm. like that. So you, you, what you're doing is you're selling technician time. We sell yeah. accountants time. When you were at Colmart, you sold your consultants time, right? So yep. um, that's, that's, that's what we sell is time so, and it's inventoryable and it's spoilable. So let's, let's keep going down this road. Okay. So business is a game. We sell a person's time and we sell a person's skill, skills, right? Skill set, whatever that is. We train them or whatever. But so, so logically, if I want to be the best service company and I want to build, I want to win at the game better than anyone else, by definition, what do I have to be the very best at? That's a question for you, Dan. Managing the time. Okay. Think of it in terms of a game. Why is why are why is Nick Saban such a great coach? Why are some of the great dynasty coaches that you think of? Why were they great coaches? Good motivators. So you got to look at that. Don't be setting me up so that I can't find this answer, Donnie. I'll, well, I'll, I'll tell you this: I'm in New Jersey, but I'll I'll reach right in there and I'll I'll <laughs> whack you. But, so so the reason I ask that is because look, business is a game. We we're in the business of, and I don't want to say selling people, but selling time and people's skills. So if we want to be the best service company, what that really means is that we need to assemble the best team. Okay. That's what it really is all about. Like, you know, and so if it's all about our people, right, then we have to be the best at attracting the right people. We have to be the best at hiring the right people. We have to be best at training the right people, developing and of course, retaining them. And so I say all of that, and I promise you, this is going to get to a state of high end inventory, but go ahead. It is right. I mean, so, so mm-hmm. if that's the case, then we can look at other areas like a football game or a basketball team or whatever. And we can probably take some cues and learn things because if you think about it, like a basketball team and a football team, they're really no different. There's a game, the rules are defined. There's a score. Okay. There are boundaries and they're winners and they're losers. Period. Dot. That, I mean, it, so, so if you look at business, like you would a basketball team or a football team, especially for me, this metaphor works extremely well. And, 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 and if there's anyone listening from triangle right now, they're probably rolling their eyes because I talk about this all the time, but, but ultimately it's like, we are in the same paradigm that they are. And their only unique advantage, their only advantage that they have in playing the game is assembling the best people and then getting the absolute most out of them. Okay. So, so bringing that back around, if business is a game and you buy into that and the game is very similar to a game that you would pay play like football or basketball, where it's all about assembling the best team and getting the best out of that team, then there are some basic questions that need to be answered. And here's where we're going to get into the state of the company meeting. I would bet, and, and if you're listening, I would love for you to do this. Walk into your business and ask a, just a few basic questions. 
And those questions would be number one, what game are we playing? Just, you know, ask them, Hey, what game are we playing? And, and see if everyone, because what are you going to hear is like, well, we do customer service. You're going to hear others say, well, we do profit or we're going to. So, so first of all, if you're going to, if you're going to have a team, does it make any sense? Can you imagine a basketball team where the players didn't agree on what the final score was and they didn't know what the final score was? So that's the first thing is that why, I mean, just, if you're listening, do this, I'm going to give you a set of five questions, maybe, maybe four, let's get it to four, but Everyone at the company needs to know the game that you're playing. Like they need to understand it. The second question is, is what's the score of the game, right? And what is our target? I guarantee you. And by the way, I'm, I don't want to make this sound like I'm, I'm some elevated being and I've got all this figured out. I am still trying to put this in place at Triangle. You know, I'm, I know that if you ask any of our managers, you ask our leadership team and even like our our leads, they would all know this. I can't tell you that every single technician would be able to tell you this quite yet, but I will tell you by the end of next year, they will um, because we got a bonus program going in. But anyway, so, but point being is that- so every- Be careful with the bonus program. <laughs> Not everybody's <laughs> motivated by money because we have a very, uh, we have a tremendous bonus program. And what I found is that uh, certain people are and certain people aren't, so- and that's fine. But you know, at the end of the day, everyone needs to understand what game you're playing and they need to know what the final score is. Okay. The third question is, is what's their position and what results are they expected to produce? You know, th- that sounds so basic, but I promise you, if you go and ask this question, like just randomly ask this question, walk into a manager meeting, if you're this large and if you're not, and you've got like five or 10 people on your staff, walk into a normal meeting and just ask this question or these questions. I almost could guarantee you that. And it, and by the way, if you ask these questions and everyone knows the answers, congratulations, you are doing a fantastic job. I did this. I did this earlier this year and we failed, but we're fixing it. So what game are we playing? What's the score? What's my position and the results that I'm expected to produce, right? Not everyone can be a quarterback. Not everyone can be a safety, right? And then does everyone have the training and support to get world-class results? If you think about a football team or a basketball team, it's really clear the game that you're playing. It's really clear what the goal is. It's really clear what the score is. And it's really clear on what each position does. Okay. You have a guard, you've got, you know, I mean, you got a point guard. I mean, Long stories, but but that is so basic and so difficult to do. And when you think about it, it's so fundamental behind building a really great company is getting everyone on the same page. So now, what does that have to do with state of the company? Okay. <laughs> you figured I'd get there at some point. Maybe so. So the reason that in I my did. mind, yeah, I mean, the reason that, you know, when you think about a state of the company is that you have to find a way as an owner, as an entrepreneur, is you've got to get everyone on the same page. You've got to understand, like you got to get everyone knowing what your vision is and where you're going. And it is your job. Like one of the things that I am very guilty of, and 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 the older I get and the longer I run a business, the more I have to, I have to understand that not everyone has the view that I have. Not everyone understands business the way that I understand it. And not everyone has the same values, you know, in terms of like, or they don't really fully understand the values that we have. And so, so when you look at a state of the company address, right, it's your way of getting your vision out. Like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're trying to achieve. And it goes back into what I taught you. I mean, here's the vision, right? Do what you love with people you love, you know, that, like number one is like you have to get that out, and then the second part is is that you have to show your plan to get there, to get everyone on the boat paddling the same direction, to get everyone on the team to understand this is where we're going. And as basic as that sounds, it is extremely difficult. I mean, extremely difficult. I and I think I said this on an earlier podcast, but you know when I was younger, and I was you know fresh out of college and you know, you're, you're sitting in on meetings and you'd hear these leaders talk. And, you know, I came up through, um, OTS, so officer training school. And so, you know, in the military, I was in leadership positions and you would hear these old time generals, these old school generals, it's all about communication, it's all about, and I just think, man, that's so stupid. Like how hard is it to communicate? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking right now. Like, this is like, what, is that really all you got? And man, 
now that I'm older, I'm just like, amen, brother. That is 100% spot on because it's just, you know, it is so difficult to communicate simple things. And so, so when you do a state of the company, right, it's nothing more than a speech given by you, assuming that you're the owner or the visionary or whatever, that you update everyone on where you're going, right? Where you've been, what you want to focus on now, and then where we're going in the future. And so, you know, that, again, that as simple as that sounds, this is, this is actually a traction thing. Again, I did this before traction said that you should do a state of the company. They call it state of the company. I just called it our monthly meeting or whatever. We used to have meet in our goals where we'd, we'd feed people hot dogs, hamburgers, or steaks, depending on how well we achieved our goals. But, but point being is that, you know, this meeting is your time to get in front of everyone and realign, right? Get in front of everyone and kind of rehack. Hey, this is what we're doing. Here's what we're going. Because again, you have new people coming in. You have other folks that are coming in and over time, folks kind of forget kind of the big picture. And so it's your way of reinforcing back what's truly critical to the business, how you're doing and where you're going. So does that make sense? And then we can get, I, I can talk through how I do it. And, but I just wanted to get into the why, like you, because it's, you know, sometimes yeah. it's, 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 oh gosh, you got to bring everyone in and prepare a presentation. It's such a pain. I don't want to do that. And is that really gonna have a big impact? And I can well, tell you. I mean, that's their question. Uh, so uh, this, this is just kind of a, like a housekeeping question, but uh, so you have three branches, one in uh, Raleigh, one in um, um, Charlotte and one in Houston. Mm -hmm. Do you consider doing like Zooms or does yeah. each one have one? And and I know that Bobby Jenkins, he's got a whole studio in his place where yeah. he actually, I don't know whether he does it live or he records it and sends it out, but that that's how he does it. And what do you think the effectiveness of that is? So so I will tell you, this is this this is a Donnieism, but but I like face-to-face -face a lot because um, if you've ever seen me present, first of all, I'm going to apologize. Okay. But, but if you've ever seen me present, I, I feed on what I see in the audience. So meaning that if I'm talking and I'm presenting, I can look at faces and understand, is this really hitting or is it not? And, and so we used to do zooms and they freaking sucked. You know, the people in Houston couldn't hear us or the lighting was off. And, and, and Dan, you know, this, I move a lot when I talk, I'm all over the place. I'm walking everywhere. I just don't, I don't want, I can't sit behind like a lectern and be like today, we're going to talk. It's just not my personality. Right. And so, so the experience was not great. So when we started, um, it used to be via zoom and it just didn't hit. And so now what I do is we have a call center in Raleigh. We have a, a lawn branch in Raleigh. We have a pest branch in Raleigh. And so I do one office day that we bring everyone from the call center in and all of our admin folks, those types of things. I have a second day where I bring all of in our lawn and pest in Raleigh. And then I actually go to Charlotte and I do a face-to-face -face there. And then I go to Houston and I do a face-to-face -face there. And I enjoy doing that. Now it's a lot more difficult for me because I'm giving the presentation four times, but What's nice about that is the face-to-face -face interaction that I have with everyone at the company and the ability, especially at these smaller branches, the ability to um, answer questions directly. Um, and so that, that to me, again, you know, the, I know that's not possible in everyone, but I would say if you can, if you can get face-to-face, -face, it gives you so much more data when you're doing these meetings. And so um, does that, does that answer your question? Yep. 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 Okay. So, Do you want to talk about what's in them? What's in them? Okay. So I should probably bring up one just so I can, I can talk through it in generalities. And if you've got deeper questions, then we can, we can go through that. And so I will tell you that when I, when I, when, when, when you do these meetings, again, this is spelled out in traction and we have transformed to do it the way that traction has it laid out. Um, you know, in the past it was, I would give out, we awards and we would do, um, and by the way, I'm not telling you need to do this. You, you do what works for you. But in the past it was, we would do company numbers. We would give out awards and then I would do some sort of training for the entire company, depending on what we had. This is back when we were one branch and those trainings were not structured. Those trainings were Donnie's been around. I'm seeing something that I want to change business wise. I'm going to train on it. And I would do a whole training presentation for an hour. And these trainings, I put a lot of time and effort into them, but it was part of building our culture. 
early on. Now I've converted to do it the way that that traction recommends it, which is nothing more than, you know, welcoming everyone out. You know, then I talk to them about our one-year plan. So it's kind of like where we've been like, okay, this is where we started the year. Here's how we're doing so far with our numbers. I talked through our company rocks. I talked through our measurables. Um, I also give a lot of perspective to our numbers. And so, you know, <clears throat> telling someone what our profit is and our operational cash flow is very different than giving those numbers and then breaking context as to what those numbers mean. I mean, if you if you were to listen to an earnings call or whatever, no one just says, okay, our profit 17%, our growth is 3% and our gross margin is such and such percent. Any questions? Right. There's this whole story that, that that explaining why our numbers are what they are. So, so for example, in the spring, our profit margin is going to be lower. Do you know why our profit margin is lower, Dan? Ramp up your labor. Yeah, our labor. You have, your your sales haven't really yep. kicked in. Yeah, exactly. We're ramping up labor. We're ramping up marketing. We're getting ready to go. And then the same thing in the fall, right? Our profits through the roof. And everyone's like, what's going on? It's like, hey, we, we've shut off our marketing. This is the time in the business where we collect the cash. And so it's more about like really explaining our numbers, really explaining our rocks. And I like this personally because, you know, I want our company. I have a lot of expectations of our people and they have expectations of me. And so when I talk about company rocks, you know, there's been times I've gotten up. In fact, it happened last quarter. We were trying to get our entire reporting system in place. We didn't make it. And I said, look, I failed at this rock. You know what I mean? I got close, but we didn't quite make it. And so it's kind of an accounting coming back so that people trust me and they trust that if I tell them something, this is where we're going, that I'm going to be completely you know, open with them. I'm going to tell them where we're going, how we're doing it. And it just gets everyone kind of like, boom, okay, this is where we've been. Like they're now they're set up. Then I go through, after I go through like last quarter, it's like, okay, here are the rocks that we're going to be focused on for this quarter, whether it be new software, whether it be like an initiative as far as like, you know, in case of reporting, whatever that's going to be. We talk through kind of like, this is the focus for this quarter. And here's how it lines into what we've talked about that we're going to get done for this one year. And then after that, once I kind of talk through that, then it's about where we go on. And so I legitimately pull up our VTO, it's our vision traction organizer. And I go through our core values, which they all heard about it. I, I go through our core focus, which is this guy right here, which is, I, I know not everyone's watching this on YouTube, but you know, the do what you love with people you love. I go through that. I go through our 10 year target. I talk about our marketing strategy. I talk about our three-year picture. And then I talk about our one-year plan. And I, and I know that, you know, people are like, well, you already talked about your one-year plan. Yep. I talk about it again. <laughs> And, and what I'm doing is, is that I'm just rehacking everyone on like, this is where we're going. And this is what we're doing again, getting everyone to share my vision of where we're going and getting them clear on what we're doing, because it's like most things, right? Sometimes you hear stuff and it's like reading a book, right? I've read E-Myth several times. I've read dance books, probably hundreds of times. No, but I mean, you know, would you get more experience? You pick up on a lot of different subtleties. I'm nothing more than trying to do this with our team. So when I sit down and talk about a 10-year target, do people really understand that? Probably not, but I hear it over and over and over and over and over again. Eventually, that's going to really stick with them and they're going to understand it. And so once that's all done, you know, it's where have we been, where are we now, and where are we going? I finish off with just open questions. And it these I've had I've had some of these state of the companies where they were very, very contentious. And you know, we're going through a really hard time as a business. And I've had them where they're just simple questions like, how do I do X, Y, and Z? It's a good idea if you're like me and you're not very smart to have some managers in there that in that meeting that can help you. Cause there's some questions that people ask that I just simply don't know the answer to like, why are we doing MTOs for such and such? And I, I didn't, you know, I don't know, but, but a manager can answer it. Someone in the leadership team. And then after that, we finish out and it's over. And, and, you know, usually um, if anything, it just gets everyone back in the slot and it's just kind of your way of keeping keeping the cats, right? Keeping them herded, kind of keeping them going in the right direction. And for me, I think if you want to build a culture and you're serious about achieving your vision, I don't know how you do it without this because it's all about communication. And listen to me, I sound like one of those old school generals, but it, it absolutely is true. 
it's just that constant communication that people are clear and they're on the same page and they're playing the same game and they understand the game that they're playing, the position that they play and how they all fit in a big picture. And as simple as that sounds and as, as clear as it might be in your head, I think if you go back and ask those simple questions that I asked before, which is what game are we playing? What's the score? What's the final score of the game? What position do you play and what results are you supposed to get? Um, I think you would be fairly surprised. I certainly was. Um, and and I don't want anyone to take me talking about all this. Like I've got all this figured out. I'm in it. <laughs> I mean, I am. Interesting. In the interesting thing though, is as you get bigger, right? Your, uh, your team looks more like the general population. The general population have different opinions and different values. And so the idea is to um, get everybody to see your values and your vision but if they disagree, how do you deal with, uh, you know, that guy who uh, asks the questions that just, you know, is disruptive, uh, maybe uh, is not, you, you said that sometimes they're contentious. Uh, how do you deal with that? Well, it depends, right? If it's someone just being a knucklehead, right, and they just are not buying in, usually a lot of times people want to solve symptoms, right? They're like, well, you know, this is... Well, that's okay. Them being upset and asking petty questions oftentimes is a symptom of a much, much deeper problem. And that problem is trust. And so the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, you can, you can address answers and give answers. Um, but, but I will tell you that if you have someone on your staff that just simply does not buy in, they don't trust you and they never will trust you. You need to move on. Yeah. You need to move on. They're, they're not a good fit. And they're not going to help you achieve the vision. You want people who get it, who want it, and have the capacity to do it. And the fact of the matter is, is that if there's someone who's there just like throwing pot shots and they're constantly doing, either they don't get it or they don't want it. And either of those, gone. Like, and I don't want to sound callous. Like, I don't care. It, it, it's and not those that are the three. Those those are the axioms that are used in traction. Yeah, I mean, those they are. That that's what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, what what about the the employee who's uh, really loyal, uh, but maybe doesn't have the capacity to? Uh, the you know. that that's the most difficult of all, and and we've had to deal with this as we've grown. And I will tell you, um, the most difficult separations I've ever done is that exact situation. It's someone who, who gets it, someone who really, really wants it. They just simply don't have the capacity. And so my first, my first approach in any of those situations to start with is, okay, if they don't have the capacity, can I get them that capacity? And in some, some cases you can't. Then the next question is, okay, if they don't have the capacity, never will for this seat, is there another seat I can put them in? If that's not the case, and sometimes we've been able to do that, right? Transition the seat and the seat's a much better fit. We get their Colby score and bam, it's perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Not always, but that's it. That's where I go to is my second one. And then the third one is, it's like, okay, they, they, they will never get there in terms of capacity in their current role. There's not another role in the business that they can go to. Now, how do I walk away that if I see them at church or if I see them on the street, we could still be buddies. And oftentimes I do that with some sort of severance. You know what I mean? Like, hey, listen, I really appreciate your help. You've been very, very loyal, depending on how many years you've been with us. You know what? We're going to agree that this is just not working. We're going to be adults about it. And and here is here's a severance as a token of my appreciation, but we have to move on. And if you can be an adult about that and you have a real conversation, you know, you'd be surprised. They're not fun. And in traction, they talk about the 36 hours of pain. Right? It freaking sucks. But after 36 hours, you're just like, oh. Gosh, it's so much better. <laughs> no, it's more like, how am I going to get that work done? That no. I just fired that guy. <laughs> yeah, but I, okay. you know, it, it so, is absolutely true. I mean, that's so, that so, one of yeah. the, so, so I went down a rabbit hole. So, so tell me about. Uh, you said before that uh, you would do an all-day preaching preachathon, and then you kind of reined it in. What's the optimal um, length and format for the- Yeah. Um, so so the format we've talked about, which is where we've been, what we're doing and where we're going, and the length no more than 45 minutes. I, I usually get them in in an hour. I don't, you know, I can tend to be long-winded. Um, 
especially when what? I'm talking about things what? that we're, yeah, I know, I know, especially when we talk about things at the company, because I'm like so excited or like, you know, not only just so excited, but like, you know, I'm, I want to make sure everyone's clear. And sometimes you have questions, but you, your part of it really should be no more than 45 minutes. And that's a lot to pack into 45 minutes, but, but you're not trying to create PhDs here. You're just trying to give an update and get everyone clear and get everyone back on the same page. And so, you know, no more than than 45 minutes, nothing more than where we've been, where we're what we're gonna focus on, and then where we're going. And that's that. So is that good? Good. Okay. Who attends? Everyone? Everyone. Every single person does not matter. You know, it's it's a you know, we 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 published the state of the company meetings um, you know, a year in advance. So our 2024 meetings are, are already planned. Um, and if someone's on vacation, I mean, it's fine, right? I mean, I don't expect, but, but if you're, it's, it's everyone and it's, and it's an investment, but again, it's one that pays itself back tremendously by getting everyone on the same page. So, so we've talked about a lot of things that you present. Um, one of the things here in the notes is using the PCO cost study, um, a lot of what you talked about is touchy-feely and management concepts. And you'll, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I also have a degree in management as well as accounting. So I am the touchy-feely accountant. But, uh, you know, oh, we, we, we spoke about all that touchy-feely stuff. But uh, yeah. tell me about the uh, cost study. And, uh, and I think you and I have uh, talked about this in past episodes on open book management. But what is it that you share yeah. with the team? So let me just say this, you know, when you, if you were to think about a, a ball team, let's go back to that metaphor, because I think it's such a great metaphor. When you're, when you're having a football team, for example, you're not going to, you're not going to train a center on a bunch of plays, right? You're going to train a center on this is here, this call, this is when you hike the ball and this is how you block. And this is how you prevent the quarterback from getting sacked. Truly, if they understand that and they understand the the score and how the game is played, that's truly all they need to know. Now so you've got a whole let's, line. Let's let's stop. So everybody knows how to play football, but if you're a defensive player, you're not looking at the offensive playbook, and if you're an offensive player, you're not looking at the defensive. Correct. Right. Is that yes? Okay. Yes, exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Now, having said all of that. Now you have line coaches, right? You got the offensive coach, you've got the defensive coach, you've got, and these people need to understand the game of football. They need to understand all the different facets of it. And so I, you know, so, so first of all, I did a whole class on like, cause I went in and asked these questions to our managers and I got several different answers and it really scared me truly. And I was like, okay, I'm going to reset and we're going to train our leadership team on this is the game of business. This is how it's played. This is how it's scored. Like I really started from ground zero. And so what I did is I took that cost study and I pulled it back into this whole idea of a game. And then I, and I used it and I said, okay, now here's the important, like, for example, you know, we talk about like, well, it's really important that if you're going to make money in pest control, you're going to make money in lawn care. You really have to control the gross margin. Why is that? Okay, well, I'd use the cost study to explain what gross margin is. And then I would say, okay, now here's the industry average. Now here's where we're at. And so it was just nothing more than a way for my managers, because my managers, that's my, that's, those are my line coaches, right? They need to understand how the game works, like all the intricacies. They don't, they need to know more than hike ball, hit man, watch out for a quarterback. They need to know more than that, right? <laughs> and and so that's what so, happens on Sundays, right? That's, but I mean, that's you know, surely they do. And so so you know, when I, I train them, I train them completely on the game and how all the numbers work and how they all interact with each other. So that when I'm talking in a meeting and I start talking about operational cash flow, we start talking about gross margin because remember, we're a team now. And so if if field ops shows up and says, hey. Our gross margin now is is sixty percent. Well, or let's say it's forty percent. Let me go to the other way. It's forty percent. As a team, as a collective management team, we're going to address that, and everyone in the room is going to understand what that number means, and they're going to understand the impact on the game, and they're going to understand that we we have to fix this problem. It's not just the field ops manager, right? Because there may be other things that are happening, and so so. 
Long story short, you know, you can use whatever you want. I thought the cost study was fine because it was great in explaining what some of the stats mean. And it also showed them, you know, for example, we do triennial service. I could not believe how many people didn't understand why we did triennial service. And then I sat down and explained the idea of gross margin. I sat down and explained the idea of dollars per hour. And I sat down and showed how that, you know, affect this, this, and this on the PL. And people were like, oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, we should have been. I, 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 now I know why we do triennial service. You know what I mean? And why we do monthly billing. Right? And so it just, it's one of those things where people understand the why behind what we're doing and they can and they can fully buy into what we're doing as a business. And so I just think it's really important that, especially on your managers, you have to teach them the game. You have to teach them how it works. And it absolutely is a financial game because if you show up at a bank, you go to sell or whatever, that's the game they're playing like it or not. And that's the game that you're playing. And if you don't understand it, and if you can't, you know, if you can't communicate it very, very well, well, you've got nothing more than a bunch of players on the field that don't know the score, don't know their position and they're running around. And I, and I compare it to NFL versus pop Warner. And it is absolutely funny. I'll tell this real quick. And I know we got to finish up, but it is hilarious. If you go to the conference table at triangle, we have this big honking Lombardi trophy. <laughs> It's a Super Bowl trophy. <laughs> it is silver. It is a replica of the real. I mean, it looks just like it. And it's got a massive triangle on it. And when we started this training, I told everyone, I'm like, I'm tired of playing Pop Warner football. You know, you ever watch the Pop Warner football game and they hike the ball and then everyone runs after the ball and no one knows what they're doing. It's absolute chaos and no one knows the score. And I'm like, I'm done with this. We're going pro. It's time to start winning now. You know what I mean? And I pulled out this and it was goofy and it was like, and I'm like, I don't even care. Like, you know what? It's going to be our reminder that you're, we're playing pro now. We're no longer playing like Pop Warner anymore. We're not, we're not going to run around and, and tolerate people not understanding the game, people not understanding the score, people not understanding their position. Like we are going pro and I leave it on there. And every meeting I will pick that thing up and I'll talk about it. And it's just a reminder to people that, look, we're playing a game and everyone needs to understand it. And, you know, in these state of the company meetings, it's just another tool to reiterate what we're doing and where we're going. So anyway, I could talk about this forever. Hopefully this is enough. I'm hoping that our listeners got something useful out of it. And if you want, maybe uh, I'll take uh, a picture of this Lombardi yeah, trophy. Yeah. And, and by the way, I, I'm going to take a picture. I have a, um, a picture on the wall in my office and it is a picture of Vince Lombardi and it's the speech, what it takes to be number one. Google that yeah. and read that. It is so inspirational. Yeah, um, it's it, it's kind of interesting stuff. So, okay. Uh, you've been doing this for a while. Results? How, how do you think it, um, you know, Jerry's out? What do you think? Are you moving in the right no, direction? No, no, no. Listen, I personally think, and, and we got to finish up after this question, but I, I will tell you the results. These, This is one of those results. It's kind of like, I would call it like mass marketing. You know, I can't put a specific number mm -hmm. on it. All I can tell you is the feeling. And I will tell you this is that business is all about relationships. And I feel like I have a much better relationship with my staff and my managers because they know that I'm all in and I truly am there for them as a coach. And I, and I'm, and I'm fully committed to this vision, right. That we're, that we're talking about. And I, to me that it's, it's, you know, sometimes I could bring a playbook into one business and it works great. I could take the same playbook into a different business and it can, it would just absolutely not work. And I believe that that's the gap, right? It's the culture piece. It's, it's the, it's the part that it's, it's, it's intangible, but, but it's so important. And so, so for me, it's, it's a good way to build relationships. It's a good way to get everyone on the same page. And I mean, I, I, if it's like most things in your life, if you see value in something, you don't have to make yourself do it. You know what I mean? You don't, mm -hmm. if you see that, you know, people are like, oh, I got to work out. Well, it's because they don't really value it or not seeing results or whatever. But when you have a tool that really, really works, look, I've done this since I started and I'm never going to stop. I just think they're that critical. So, so uh, give me, uh, you unpacked a lot here. I did. Uh, <laughs> advice for starting your own uh, state of the company meeting. Uh, give me like five bullet points. What, how would you, you know, you, 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 I want to, I want to start this, this process. What do I do? Well, I think the first thing is if I were going to do this on my own, the first thing I would do is me personally, is I would make sure that I understand the game of business. I would understand, like I would have a compelling vision. Like if you've not sat down 
you know, in traction, one of the things that they have, the very first tool they introduce you to is an accountability chart. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they have you do the vision traction organizer. And so I would sit down, you know, I would define the game, right? If you haven't done that already, like if you don't have your positions defined with clear accountabilities, single line accountabilities. And what I mean by that is one person's responsible for wrong result is not multiple. Like you've gotten rid of all that. That's where I would start. Then I would go to my VTO. Then I would get my numbers set up. So this is number three. Yeah. Yeah. I get my VTO squared away. What does that stand for? Vision Traction Organizer, okay. um, which is going to- Got to read, gotta gotta read the book to, to, yeah. to, to get that. Uh, let me preface all of this. I'm I'm talking in tractionese, and I apologize, but you don't yes. have to use traction. You could use. It, it, there's several of options out there. There's the E Myth. There's, I don't know. I mean, there's so many of these things out there and now. Yeah, that's yeah, it, uh, yeah. But EOS is the flavor of the of the I don't know of the of the century, not the century, maybe the 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 decade. The, yeah, decade. So that's what we're on. I'm speaking tractionese, but but you know, you get your vision out where I'm going how we're going to get there and what this looks like in 10 years, because that's going to give you talking points and give you things to talk about. I mean, ultimately, if you can do those things, I think that's a good start. And then from there, you're going to dial it in, right? I mean, again, I would go and look, there's several resources, several templates of what these state of the company meetings should look like out on the web. If you just Google search EOS state of the company or whatever. Um, But, you know, it's really less about how to do it and just more about do it right? Start. And then you can, you know, clean it up as you go and fine tune it as you go. Because again, remember, I'll, I'll stop where we started, which is it's detraction, right? <laughs> so, so I don't, if you come to triangle and you're like, well, that's not traction. I'm gonna be like, yeah, yeah, it's close, but you know, this, I don't like that piece. And so this is how I'm going to do it. And so I, I would just tell you that don't go down the road. I've, I've met some people who are like, every implementer is cringing right now, but they ahead. are, they are. But I mean, you know, what they're going to say is you got to do it by the book and you got to do that. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. But to me, a tool is a tool to get the that's result. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And and it's useful yeah. until it's not. And then, and yeah. after that, I'm going to get a different tool. I'm going to do a different way. And that's just my personality. I'm not telling you you should do it that way. That's just me. So, all right. With that, anything else, Dan, before I close this out? I think that that is quite a bit. And um, it is a lot. All right. Well, let me just give you all the reminders then. So the reminders are all the resources and topics we talked about today are available on the podcast website, pnpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under show notes. And as always, if you enjoyed today's show or any of our shows that we put on board, please, 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 Take a moment to review us and rate us, however it is that you consume the podcast. And if you have complaints, concerns, or just general all griping, please direct those to Dan. He loves it. And with that, we're signing off. We'll see you next time. Take care. <laughs>